I'm Holly. And I'm Bridget. And this is Girls Next Level. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy well, I Easter. I guess I'm a little bit early, but this is our last episode before our holiday break. So we wanted to be festive, but we're also covering the Easter episode. Yeah. And I had to wear this. I know. I love it so much. But you have to open your presents, too, because they're fun. You guys, I come in. Holly's got it all decorated. She's got this <laughs> special cake back here. She's got presents on my on my seat. I come in the bunny costume. <laughs> it's, a, it's my gift. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just dropped my notes all over. This is kind of a twinsy present. A twinsy one? Yeah. Like me and you? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> you know I want this so bad. Juicy tracksuit. And feel it because juicy tracksuits are not the same as they used to be. They're so much softer. Way softer. They're like better now than they used to be. Oh, but you have to hold so up the cute. butt and the back and look at it. Oh, it says Libra. It's Zodiac. And I, I have a Capricorn one. Look. Oh, my God. Cute. Look, I was like, I was thinking, I was thinking, what? It's juicy. Yeah, like, I couldn't tell like, what it was. I'm like, was this just juicy thing? <laughs> Thank you. It's so, so cute. And I love, of course, the color. I got Ashley a Sagittarius one so we can all be triplets. Fun. <laughs> the next one's heavy. Okay. It's your first Le Creuset. Thank you. <laughs> you have to open it, though, because it's cute. It's a pink cooking pot for those who aren't watching the video on YouTube or Patreon. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's the holiday season. You can also use it as a simmer pot. Do you ever make those? I don't make them, but I've been um, I've been wanting to like I almost did it while I was decorating my tree this year. And Mm -hmm. then um, and then I didn't. But I want to. They're so good. I have a giant pumpkin one on my stove that's a simmer pot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did not come prepared for this at all. So I am empty handed. I am the Grinch. (laughs) Grinch fingers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm always excited when I can find like a fun gift I'm excited about giving because it doesn't always work out that way. Like sometimes the holidays roll around and you're like, I can't find anything that's really exciting. Yeah. I know. But I'm excited about Zodiac Juicy tracksuits. Totally. <laughs> it's not like That's we the don't... most like basic Valley Girl bitch thing anybody could think of, and I'm licking it up. Well, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Yeah. <laughs> so oddly enough, today, even though this is our last episode before Christmas, we're talking about Easter. And I wish we could like line up the Girls Next Door episodes to like real life holidays. Like I always around Halloween, I always kind of get wistful and I'm like, I wish we just so happened to be lining up with a Halloween episode. But as we want to go chronologically, that doesn't really work. Yeah. So here we are. And the first thing I think of when I think of Easter, and this doesn't even matter if it's for the podcast or I'm going back in time in my mind, I still think Happy Easter. Kiss my keister. 100%. Because Stacey Burke, every year when it was Easter. Happy Easter. Kiss my keister. Happy Easter. Kiss my keister all the time. So it's like stuck in my head. Yes. Like a record that's constantly skipping. And it kind of just makes me laugh every year. And she'll still to this day, even on Instagram, she'll post, Happy Easter. Kiss my keister. And uh-huh. I'll have to comment like I hear this in my head all the time. Me too. When I saw it, you sent me, we usually don't compare notes, but this time Hollywood was like, oh, here's some of my notes. 
if you want to like, you know, because she wanted to ask me some questions and stuff that she thought I should think about ahead of time because you know how I am on, on the spot with like, <laughs> what did I think about this? I'm like, I don't know. I need time to think about that. But I made a ton of notes. And when I saw that on there, all I could think of was Stacy. I was like, oh, my God, Stacy. Yeah, 100 percent. So we're back for the second half of this Easter springtime. Can you even talk to me seriously with this get up on? Because every time I look at the camera, I'm like, what the fuck? No, you know what's bizarre? It's like 100% cam. Like, this is just another day for me. I'm Uh not phased in any capacity. (laughs) So anyway, we're back with this springtime Easter baby animals motherhood episode. And this is like the Easter half of it. Last week was the dog birthday half of it. And this episode just kind of made me feel all kinds of things. Yeah. All kinds of feelings, all kinds of thoughts. It really brought me back to that moment in time and how I was feeling at that point in my life. So we are starting off in Mary's office and I'm sitting down there confessing my innermost thoughts to her as I very often did every morning. She would always get like the trauma dump, (laughs) but but I think it was entertaining to her. I think it was just like it took half forever to get down there during the day because he slept in. And for her, it was kind of entertaining to have somebody come in and just like shit talk with. <laughs> right. Totally. And I dropped the bomb on her that I kind of hate Easter and she it record scratches and right. she's like, what? But I want to ask you, Bridget, before I get into why I didn't like it so much, what were your feelings on the Easter party? How did that fit in with your list of mansion parties? What what did it mean for you when that holiday rolled around? You know what? This is going to sound... Well, first of all, let me just say, start by saying I liked Easter. It, to me, was very nostalgic as far as growing up. Like, I'm I mean, how did you spend Easter's growing up? Did you do, did you celebrate them? Yeah. I mean, my parents would always make like really cute Easter baskets for us that we would wake up in the morning and find, you know, the Easter bunny left it. And that's a tradition that I kept going with my kids and they would hide like eggs and candy around the house. So it was a holiday I liked. It's not that I dislike the holiday. It's the over the years, I kind of had a distaste personally for the mansion holiday. Not that I didn't recognize it was great for everybody else. Right. Well, the only reason I was asking is because Uh for me, it felt very much like obviously quite different, but there were similarities to growing up. Like you said, Mm -hmm. the Easter baskets being hidden and the, you know, Easter egg hunt. Like we had a big family and we'd all go to my grandma's house and me and all of my cousins, they would hide Easter eggs around and we'd do like an Easter egg hunt. Or sometimes we would go to one, like a a public one that they were doing as a family. And so I loved that we got to experience all of that at the mansion every year because it's something that if I were just living in LA on my own, that Mm -hmm. holiday would be lost for me. Because Totally would, 100%. Like, as an adult, if you don't have kids, Easter really gets lost. Yeah. So f- so in that respect, I thought it was pretty amazing that here we are. We're still getting to have Easter egg yeah. hunts and Easter baskets. And every year, guaranteed, there were Easter baskets left over. Mm-hmm. And so we'd get to, like, take them up to our room. And I would, like, get, have this big candy haul that yeah. was amazing. <laughs> So I really loved it in that respect, but I do have something to say about it that I think is going to be very, um, people are going to be like, well, that's so shallow and that's so weird is for some reason, the lighting was so disgusting at Easter. Wait, no, I agree with you. I I didn't even think of that, but you're right. I would get my pictures back from Elaine a couple months later, however long it would take. And I would be horrified. Me too. Like I would go outside in my cute little dress and like, I thought I was 
cute or whatever. <laughs> and the pictures would come back and I'm absolutely like mortified. And still to this day, I look at them and think, Me disgusting. Too. Like, I feel like I just look so bad. Just like, you know what I want to do now for our Patreon is I want to create like an over the years Easter montage so people can see what I looked like over the years and why I hate those pictures so much. Like, especially the second Easter I was there, I had like the short poofy white hair, probably bleached out eyebrows. I looked like a hag on wheels. It's I don't know what it is about because I don't feel the same way about Fourth of July, which is also a daytime party. So it must be the way the lighting is in the spring in the backyard versus what it is in like right in the summertime in the backyard. It's my least favorite lighting. And you get this a lot in L.A. It's kind of like a late morning because Easter was a little bit earlier than Fourth of July. And then plus it was in the spring. So it's that lighting where it's very bright out, but the sky is like completely covered in clouds. It's not like a low lying cloud, but it's like the sky is just white. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And then you have I the white tent out there for like yes. the petting zoo and it's reflecting off of it. I don't know. It's just the pictures look so bad. And I know that's such a superficial thing to say about why I don't like this holiday. But usually I get so excited about seeing all the pictures and all that stuff. And these ones, I'm always like, Gee. well, I don't think it's that weird because we lived in a world where our looks were the number one priority and that was our number one, you know, that determined our worth. So a day where you know you're going to look like shit is a little bit terrifying. Yeah. When like everything else depends on that. <laughs> um, But I did like that, you know, everybody comes and they're all dressed up in like a Sunday best, like in a way we don't normally see people like, like they're going yeah. to church. Everybody's yeah. dressed like that, you know, and um, and we get to see all their kids that we typically would never have any reason to see. Mm-hmm. And um, I did think it was like cute to see all the families. And and there was a part of me, not a strong part of me, but but there was a part of me that was like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, they're so oh, that girl's so lucky. Like she has like a handsome husband uh-huh. and like really cute kids. And here they are spending Easter at the Playboy Mansion. Like, ah, like yeah. I was like, um, like romantic for myself to want that someday. Not like as I, I want that right yeah. now, but like I truly thought that was going to be me one day, like coming with my handsome husband yeah. and my cute little kids and coming to the mansion for the the Easter egg hunt and and doing stuff like that one day. So I was kind of like romantic for what the future had for me in that space too. That makes sense. And that was also when people first started really doing like the mohawks on their kids, like the fauxhawks. And it was so cute. Yes. And there was one little kid in particular that I was in love with. Whose kid was it? Christy Shake had a kid with a mohawk. Uh, Landon Barker. Oh, Travis Barker's kid. Well, I think he, girls are in love with him today. He so. was he was like four and he had a mohawk and he was so <laughs> cute. And I told him he's so, so cute. The mohawks stole the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my first Easter there. It was fun. It was very novel. Like I had ice cream. I went in the petting zoo, all this stuff. Yeah. I think the second year I felt a little... Oh, wait, can I talk about my first yes, year? Yeah, absolutely. So my first year, it was before I was even official there or anything yet, but I did get invited to the party and I wanted to bring a little kid. Obviously, I don't have one. And but my ex's nephew, they really wanted him to go and get like a picture with Hef and stuff. And so I brought him to the mansion. And then all of the mean girls after that started saying it was my kid and that I was hiding it and that I had a kid. I didn't even know about that rumor. I knew about the Anastasia one. They're like, what about the kid you brought to Easter? Stop. And I'm like, that's like my ex's nephew. Like, what? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, The first year I thought Easter was kind of fun. The second year, 
I remember feeling a little out of place, especially since there were some girls in the group who had kids. So for them, it was more like their time to shine, which is fine. But I felt like I didn't really have a place there. Like I'm supposed to like stand by Hef's side while he's giving out gifts, but or giving out the prizes. Yeah. But I just felt a little awkward. And then 2004 was the year Kendra was new and we were like trying to make her feel welcome. So it's kind of all about that. Holly, I know that you are furnishing your new house. Tell me about it. Where did you shop? What did you get? I want to know everything. Well, my house is very retro, which I love. I'm going for like a 50s, mid-century modern. And my favorite new thing I got are the coffee table and side tables for my living room. They're just perfect. They're perfect for the mid-century look, but they also look contemporary and kind of timeless as well. So it's perfect. Article is the perfect place to shop for items like that. So I got this velvet tufted ottoman. It's so pretty. It's in, I think it's called Cascadian blue. It's incredible. And I got some velvet pillows to match. I'm very excited. And I got this full length mirror. I've been needing a good quality full length mirror for a while. And I finally got one article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online only model, they have some really delightful prices too. Article's teams of designers are all about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. They're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. Article's knowledgeable customer care team is there when you need them to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash next level and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash next level for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So by the time we're at 2006, which is when we're shooting this, I don't know, I kind of had a weird feeling about Easter. I I just kind of had a you go stand in the corner vibe because like all the exes would come back with their kids or their nieces and nephews and be so welcomed. And I just felt like, okay, I live here 24 seven and I'm the one by half side 24 seven and you go stand in the corner, which wasn't really how it was. That was just kind of the feel I got. Yeah. Well, and that we've talked about this before, but when the ex-girlfriends show up, no matter how long ago they were or how recent ago they were, the world stops and Hef makes Mm -hmm. a big deal that, oh my God, you know, you're here and big hugs and laughs and pictures. Mm -hmm. And it's like a big to do each time. And at Easter, a million of those people show up. (laughs) There's like a million exes and it's happening all day long. So I can see how that would feel. Yeah. And you kind of get to see this parade of everybody else who got to move on and live their life. Right. Which is so interesting. We have that kind of like parallel vibe. Like you were seeing it like, oh, this could be the future. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm like, everybody else gets to do that. And I don't. Yeah. It's interesting. And not only with the girlfriends, but even ex, you know, not ex playmates or never an ex playmate, but older playmates would come with their families and Hef would make a big deal about ones he hasn't seen in a while or even ones that he saw yesterday. Like he would make a big deal. So it's not only just ex-girlfriends, but it's every single playmate and it's all day long. So it really does make you feel like Hef's busy doing that. So I'll just uh, go over here to the petting zoo and spend some time with the animals or go find Mary and chit chat with her or whoever. Yeah. It's almost like looking at everybody else's Instagram highlights 
highlight reel when you feel like you have nothing going on. That was kind of the feel. But also, it's not even like you can, you're like, well, they're probably thinking, well, there's a million playmates there. Why don't you just go talk to your friends or whatever? But they're all there with their families and they're busy. They're busy with their kids. They're busy with their husbands. Normally, when we see these people, they come and they're just at the mansion by themselves Mm -hmm. because those people aren't welcome at the mansion. You can't just bring husbands and boyfriends and kids to the mansion whenever you want. If you're just if you're not in the inner circle. So they were busy. So it's not like you could just chit chat all day with your favorite playmate and hang out like they had they had their family to deal with. So it was sort of a weird day. It was. And as we were filming this party in 2006, I thought it was very interesting and very honest that they were able to capture my feelings on it, especially that year, because I feel like at this point in time, I was starting to hit a wall at the mansion. And when I say that, like, I don't want anybody to think I was any less in love with Hef or less invested or less thinking that I'm going to stay here forever. It wasn't that at all. But it's kind of that feeling when your emotions kind of come to the conclusion before your brain does. I was starting to feel very weird, almost like life was passing me by. And it was strange because in a way we were making a lot of progress and Mm -hmm. achieving a lot of goals and gaining a lot of things. We finally got to be in the magazine. At this point, we were getting ready to shoot our second pictorial. We had, you know, this was going to be our second cover. Like we were on a hit TV show for the second season. And even though all that was happening, I still kind of felt like a failure. Yeah. And I don't know if it felt that way because those things were things that were so delayed after so many years of just kind of nothing happening at the mansion except fighting with the other girls. I'm not really sure what that was. So it's strange to look at in hindsight because in hindsight, I want to go back and like shake myself and be like, no, look, you're doing so much. You're finally getting all the things out of this situation more than you ever imagined you would get out of the situation. Yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't grateful for those things and enjoying those things at the time. I just felt like in the overall grand scheme of things, I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't achieving anything or I was in a very dead end situation. Yeah. I remember you confiding me in in this feelings at that time too. And I remember thinking that it I, I feel like it was more than just career too for you. It was the family thing too. Mm-hmm. And that's what really, you know, there was no sign of a family coming out of this. Yeah. It kind of felt to me like, okay, well, I've done the magazine now and we've done this show. So it kind of felt to me like the relationship should be progressing. And looking back again, it was or it would be soon, but it just didn't feel that way to me or it felt very delayed. And another thing that happened around that time that made me feel this way is maybe a month after this Easter party, Cara Monaco became Playmate of the Year. And we loved Cara. She Mm -hmm. was one of our favorites. She was living across the street at the Playmate house. But when somebody becomes Playmate of the Year, they're going to be working so hard the next year, just traveling around the world, doing promotions for Playboy. So it's like, we're so happy for her that she got Playmate of the Year, but so sad that she's in effect leaving. Like, even though she's still based at the Playmate house, we know we're never going to see her for like a year. It's funny that you felt like that with Cara. Like, obviously, I had those Mm -hmm feelings for Kara too but when it really hit me was Tiffany Fallon's and really? I remember Sydney she was staying in room so think, directly a year before what yeah we're talking about yeah um she was in room six and I was sitting in there chatting with her and she was showing me like her schedule like okay so this is the playmate of the year party and I'm mm-hmm. doing my shoot for this and then I have this party and I have to go to this event and then I'm flying here and I'm doing this thing for like I forget what but there's like a million things and it was all stuff that I just 
couldn't even dream. I mean, I did yes. dream, but like knew that it wasn't even worth dreaming about doing like just the schedule and the promotion, like and and promoting Playboy and being Playmate of the Year and this whole thing. And I, I literally started crying to her. Really? Aww. Oh, I felt teary right now. So it. Like I literally started crying to her and I was like, I'm so like I was so happy for her to get to go and do all those yeah. things. And I was like, I want to do those things so yes. bad, so bad. And she was like, oh, and I think she felt bad for like telling me stuff. But I was I didn't want her to feel yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. But like I was legitimately happy for her, but also so sad for myself. Yeah, I think you can be so happy and want to celebrate a woman but you also want to be the next one too like you want to be the one next year like that's how I felt about Kara like she had this and she her pictorial was Disney princess themed it was so pretty it was so cute and I was so excited for her but I remember at her playmate of the year ceremony just feeling like sad that she was leaving but also kind of this wistfulness like that's kind of what I always thought my path would look (laughs) like I thought I'd be at the mansion for like a couple years and then move on to the next thing yeah. and graduate. Yeah. And I shouldn't have felt that way because I was actually, like I said, getting so much more out of the situation career-wise than I ever thought. The TV show, the opportunities that came from that, et cetera. But it just didn't feel that way at the time because the, the restrictions we were under and the way I was made to feel in the relationship. So it was kind of the sad feeling of like watching, like I felt like Kara was graduating and I was being held back another year. Yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah, so I know sad. what you mean. <laughs> and and it's like it's so multifaceted because you are really happy for the person. Yes. And you but you do know that somebody who's been like when by the time they get playmate of the year, they've been around for a really long time mm-hmm. and they've spent a lot of time with you because there's so many things that they have in order to get to that point mm-hmm. that they have to be at the mansion for. So they're living like half the time at the mansion. Yeah. So we really bond with these people. Mm-hmm. But then once playmate of the year hits, like Holly said, they're so busy. They're yes. so busy that first year that it's just you you really do feel like you're losing somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I I've kind of like feel like it would be like your kids going off to school somewhere or yeah. something for the, you know, off to college or whatever. You're like, no, I have empty nest syndrome now. Yeah, it's totally like they graduated. That's yeah. totally how it feels. Yeah. And I think a final thing besides like biological clock and feeling stunted myself and like the Kara thing and I think another thing, too, was the mansion, aside from the TV show aspect of it, which was giving us a lot of fun opportunities, it was starting to feel a little bit like Groundhog's Day. Mm. And on one hand, I was really well suited for the mansion because I love tradition. I love routine. I love structure. But this was extreme routine and structure to the point where, like, I loved the old movie nights because it was my dream to be able to sit around and watch all the classic films I ever wanted. But then after maybe like five years there, I noticed that Hef only likes to show about 250 different classic films. Like there were certain ones I'd suggest that he had no interest in seeing. And after you're there for like four or five years, the movie nights start to repeat. And you're like, wait, I feel like I just watched this one. Yeah. And it starts to feel like Groundhog Day. And by this point, this was my fourth Easter. And you're just starting to feel a little bit like, okay, how can we switch this up like I think this was the year too where we started suggesting like maybe we want to go with like a different decor theme from Midsummer Night's Dream or Halloween so I'm having all these feelings and these are just my emotions at the time and I feel like it's simplified for the show in the show they make it just all about wanting kids but it's very kind of an honest and real feeling I think and Mm -hmm. I think as far as my character is concerned that's very rare for the show 
Yeah, for sure. And you're right. We did try and switch things up. Like, that's why, like, we're doing the the egg blowing thing. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we make these more fun for us? How do we make them more fun for everybody? How do we, like, reinvent something that's already pretty cool, but, like, we feel like it could be even better. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you have to throw more money into it. It's just the way you do things and and what you spend the money on or what you, you know, do. Yeah, I just felt like there were better ways not that it wasn't fine before, but we can make it even more fun and yes. make it even more inclusive with everybody. Yeah, that was involved. fun too. And I say to Mary, I feel like a useless side dish at our Easter parties. <laughs> and I, cu- I couldn't put it better today. Like I just spent over 10 minutes telling you guys how I felt at that time in my life. But that's a very succinct and accurate way of saying it. I feel like a useless side dish at our Easter parties. Yeah. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation, Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and four headlines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. And then I go on to say everybody has a kid but me and they do this editing gag coming up. And I think this is the first time they do it in the series, but it goes on to be one of my favorite things. So as I say, everybody has a kid but me. Hef walks up around the corner and they pause the frame and they zoom in on him and they play this like unsolved mysteries type music. Yeah, like very inquisitive. Like, what's he going to do? He's on the spot. But did you notice they show he's actually walking the wrong way down the hall when they show him? No. He's like leaving the offices. I mean, oh this is God, the only weird. thing that probably we would notice. Oh, no, I did notice that before they do the zoom in, he's walking away from the offices. Yeah. Yeah. And then but then it makes it look they're trying to make it look like he's walking towards uh-huh. the offices and Holly's in there like like low key talking shit or, or not yeah. shit, but like how bad you want the kid and and stuff. And then but the, he's walking the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes around the corner and then the music. Yeah. So I liked joking about that stuff on camera, although it's odd. I feel like I've been raked over the coals for it for so many years, just like wanting to be married or wanting to have kids. I feel like that was always kind of turned into a negative. And I don't know if I I've really been hit with it so hard or I just kind of feel like I have. Well, it's such a personal thing to be hit with at all. Yeah. By anybody. And people so. always want to turn it into a negative. Like I was just after money or something like that. And I just feel I like know. that's so obviously not the truth. Because I feel like if too. you wanted that, you could have had that. exactly. And then, you know, you've moved on and been yeah. successful on your own. Like, I just don't. I know people keep saying that. And I just I'm like, how? justify that for me exactly like, like why are you seeing i think they just say it because it's something mean they can say to you yeah and it's like an easy lowest common denominator kicking yeah. the balls to go for and it's one of those things that over the years it's just so commonly said that it kind of doesn't even bother me anymore like if somebody calls me a gold digger i like i don't give a shit because i know it's not true but i mean i've been raked over the coals for it over the years i mean even kendra has been like very cruel about it in the media and like it's just 
crazy. And I just think it's it's I know I've mentioned this before on here, but it's so bizarre to me because to say that you're actually in love with somebody and want to marry them should be the positive thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like especially like all these people who like want to come out and defend Hef after all these years, like didn't you want him to be with somebody who loved him and cared about him and like wanted those things? Yeah. None of it makes sense. Like none of it on any level makes sense. It's like they're trying to take something that I feel is positive and turn it into a negative. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So cut to the Easter egg party prep, which you are very much involved in. I do want to say one more thing about that. I feel like Hef was into this whole gag and liked the fact that you wanted that with him. (laughs) I think he thought it was funny for the show, but I also think that he liked it, that you wanted those things with him. And that's why they're left in the show. If Hef didn't like this or felt like you were like pushing him to something he didn't want or whatever, he would have removed him from the show. Yeah, he would have cut it out. But he thought it was fun. And he also liked that you wanted that with him. Yeah. Because I think he wanted to give that to you, too. Yeah, Um, He wanted to give you kids. He tried. Yeah. Could not do it. And I think he would have married you had you have stuck around. Yeah. 110 percent he would have married you yeah so it's odd it's yeah. it's just odd the way the cookie crumbles and like the public perception and it's very weird yeah so cut to the easter egg party prep scene that you're very much involved in yes there's a lot going on what all did you do i went out and bought like all of these egg decorating <laughs> kits i went and bought all kinds of acrylic paints and paint brushes and paint pens and like markers like everything i could think of that you could possibly decorate an egg with rhinestones or crystals <laughs> i should yeah. say um glitter like everything like i had everything that i thought people might need to like mm-hmm. decorate it and i set all the stuff out plus we did um a special menu and things cocktails and then I decorated the table in the dining room area so yeah a lot of planning went into this and the dog birthday party and they both were on the same day so that's nuts <laughs> it's crazy that they're on the same day I forgot that and when I first went and looked back at this episode the only way I knew it was the same day was my hair was the same like oh. I put it in pigtails after dog birthday but it's still that same blowout yeah and I love that your theme for Easter egg was peeps because I love peeps so much I love eating them I love the way they yeah. look I love peeps merch you know what i think is so funny so you're wearing this real bunny costume for the egg blowing party that you have on today and when you're putting it on they play the strip tease music even though you're getting in literally the most coverage outfit anybody's seen on this (laughs) even covers my hands there's even foot booties that covers your feet (laughs) so is that are you burning up right now is that costume hot right now i feel okay but yeah it's pretty hot although now that i'm up close to it it looks a little thinner than like it does on camera yeah when i was watching this back i was like is she dying right now you know what's more annoying is the the headpiece because it's bet, like it's like scraping on your face. It's like that yeah, cut. it like pushes yeah. down your forehead right here, and then it like pulls on your your chin. Mm-hmm. Or if you try to if you do it this way, your lips get in it. If you do yeah. it this way, then like your chin is hitting it the whole time. Oh yeah, there's like Velcro here, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. And then these are all doing weird things. Yeah, but what's funny about it is this outfit make just makes me look drunk no matter what, and I think it's the ears. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I probably look totally drunk or high or something right now. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> That's so funny because they make me look I will get into it in a second but they make me look drunk in this thing and I totally wasn't it's so funny so we're doing we're blowing out the easter eggs because the easter egg hunt would be hollow real egg shells 
throughout. They, they weren't plastic eggs. They would hide these real eggs. But before we did it, who typically did it? Okay, so I asked because I always thought that it was um, this lady named Sheila. She was Mary's sister-in-law and a couple of the other older ladies. I thought they would all go to Mary's house and kind of mm. like have a few days of yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I heard. And yeah, they, they and that's definitely true. They did do that, but they didn't do all of them because there was over 3,000 eggs that they hid. So crazy. So um, do you remember Kia, the butler? Mm-hmm. And then do you remember Sheila? She worked in housekeeping for a while and then she became yeah. like a butler too. Mm-hmm. They did all, uh, Bryant told me they they did a lot of it. Whoa. And um, that he said Kia, like, big time, did a bunch of the stuff. I feel like there were so many of those eggs. You'd have to, like, hire a nunnery to, like, work on all those eggs. Yeah. And then not only that. And I think they started way in advance, too. Yeah. Like, working on them. Like, this was kind of, like, all year long. You mm-hmm. sort of worked on it. Um, but then also he was telling me about, like, how many butlers. And I can get into this in mm-hmm. a little bit. But how many butlers they had to hire. Like, a bunch of people. Yeah. And, like, the basket making and all that. All the work that went into this. Wow. So I'll share all those tidbits when we get to yeah. them. Um, do you think that they played the the striptease music when I was getting into this just because I was stripping down at first? No, I think they were being funny because it's literally the, the opposite. least <laughs> sexy outfit, unless you're a furry, that yeah. you could get into. So we're going to play like the sexy music because it's kind of like opposite of what you do for Hef's birthday. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they're right after. They're literally days yeah. from each other. And I totally thought Winnie might be scared of me in this costume. I think my cat would be. Like if I walked up yeah. to my cat like this, I think it'd be like, what the fuck? And hide under the bed. Tail and run. But Winnie didn't seem to care at all. She was like, no, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, Gizmo didn't get scared, though. She just they just show her doing her normal yeah. thing. But she wasn't scared. I say for the egg dying party, uh, we invited all the playmates that love local that that love local. That's what my notes that says. too. I say for the egg dying party, we invited all the playmates that live local and a bunch of other girls that we're friends with. And then um, and then it's we start blowing. Yes. And this is such a funny scene. It is. Because to blow these eggs out, you put like a pin sized hole in each end and you blow the stuff out, hoping it'll come out the other end. And just watching us do it, it is like watching snot and barf come out of people's mouths. And the cameramen do all these really funny angles like from down below. And you're like shaking an egg out, but it looks like you're jacking yourself off or something. Well, because there's if you've ever tried to do this, it's not easy. So you make the smallest pinhole you can with still knowing you have to get this stuff out two small pinholes on mm-hmm. each end and then you you know blow as hard as you can it's like blowing up a balloon kind of out but it takes a while and it's easier if you break it up first so you want to shake it up and kind of mm-hmm. break up that yolk and that stuff in there but it also the warmer it gets from just your hand cupping it it's easier too yeah. and then sometimes you have to go in and like make the hole a little bit bigger to get stuff to come out and then once it starts coming out like it really starts to come out after that like once you get it you yeah. got it but it's hard to get it to that point but it's funny because I'm saying all that that stuff and, and I'm saying you got to cup it and get it warm and then shake it a little bit and Brian walks out and he's like yeah I know it's so funny <laughs> what are we talking about here yeah this is a really well edited scene it's funny yeah like you said it's just gross and it's not there's nothing attractive about it in any way yeah and then wasn't one of our Q&A's didn't somebody ask if we kept all those yolks and like used them for something yeah and I'm like no that would be so unsanitary <laughs> there'd be so much spit and yeah, I mean I guess if it were your own egg Eggs yeah. and you were going to eat them. Even then, I would be like, eh, no, yeah. I don't really want my saliva and my eggs. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then, oh, they added really nasty sound effects, too. Yeah. Ugh. And then and then you say, I finally found something I'm good at. I know. <laughs> 
And we're all marveling at how good Victoria is with the eggs because she's le- legitimately an artist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she has an advantage. <laughs> I have mixed feelings on the whole Kendra scene of this all. Oh, me too. I have notes on that separate. And I even added a couple extra ones. Do we want to get into all of that? Yeah, because I think chronologically it's the next thing. Yeah. So Kendra, of course, doesn't want to do the egg party, just like she didn't want to do the dog birthday party. And I have mixed feelings on this whole scene because in the end, I like how it plays out. It's how I feel like the dog birthday party in an ideal world would have played out. Like she doesn't want to do it. She thinks it's dumb, but she shows up and she ends up having a good time. Right. And she likes it. But as I'm watching this, you know, I don't remember how everything goes. So as I'm watching this and I'm seeing her say I just don't want to sit there and paint eggs you know I'm I'm just not like a girly girl and it's just back in those days whoever was acting like a quote-unquote pick me would have been sided with because it was kind of looked at as like this was before Gone Girl came out but kind of public sentiment like aligned with the Gone Girl cool girl monologue where it's like everybody wants the girl who looks like a Victoria's Secret model is super hot but acts like a stereotypical dude and puts no effort in and like if you were somebody who had traditionally feminine interests you're kind of looked down upon and just because you could be either or you could have traditionally feminine interests or not it doesn't make you a better person either way it's fine if you don't want to paint eggs I'm totally don't care but Well, here's the thing, the way I look at it, too. Like, we had a fun group of girls, and there were a lot of people that did want to do it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't need Kendra to come and do it if she didn't want to do it. Like, it would have been no different for us or Mm -hmm. the party. The reason that she needed to do it is because it's part of the show, and she's getting paid to be part of a show. Mm -hmm. And because she wants to live at the mansion and be one of Hef's girlfriends, and Hef wants everybody to be included in things. Yeah, But what it comes off as is it's not, oh, you don't want to do it? Just don't do it. What it comes back around as is we're not including Kendra. Microdosing, microdosing, microdosing. I know you've probably heard the word microdosing. And if not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. So let's talk a little bit about microdosing. Well, You know, it's just that right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace. Like after a workout or a nice, long, hot shower where you're relaxed, focused, and a little energized, being in the zone. Well, microdosing can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. So why do I microdose? Well, you guys know how much I love to work out, but working out that much comes with sore muscles and muscle tension, and these give me that relaxation feel that I'm looking for. I also have family members that are loving to take them to fall asleep and stay asleep. Girl, me too. I have needed these gummies for stress relief over the past month, but they've been working wonders and helping me keep my head on straight. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com, use code NEXTLEVEL to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code NEXTLEVEL. Microdose.com, code NEXTLEVEL for 30% off. That's how it gets read. 
Yeah. And that's 100 percent not true, because like, as you were saying earlier, like you got the sports Easter egg pack. Yeah. Oh, you guys, I go out of my way to like make sure that each thing like has something that Kendra will enjoy Mm -hmm. in it because I know she's not into these kinds of things. So how can I make it fun for Kendra or how can I make Kendra feel included? So I totally got all the sports stuff like baseball, basketball, all the little sports stickers and things you can put on them. We're helping her out. We're trying to make it easier for her when she sits down. Like it doesn't show it on the show, but I know that I give her like everything she needs because I know she doesn't even know where to start with decorating or doing mm-hmm. this egg thing. I think we might have even like helped her blow some out so that she could decorate them. So like, but the thing is, is that and so if she doesn't want to come, totally fine. But there's other reasons why that looks bad on us then. Like we're not including her or we're dorks because we like to do crafty things and childish things and feminine things. Well, that's how she turns it. But I mean, like Hef will look at it as we're not including her. Oh, yeah. That's how it would play off in real life. People who watch the show will think we are not including her. But then the other thing that comes in is that, yes, we're dorks. We do this weird girly stuff like nobody wants to do that. Like that's Mm -hmm. silly or that's too feminine or not everybody's into that. But then she comes down and she does have a good time. Yeah. And I know they want her in the scene because she's the fly in the ointment in the scene. She's the one that doesn't want to do it. But I honestly think the scene would have been fine and great and funny and just as good completely without her and her fly in the ointment thing she's adding because the editing was so funny. It's just such a weird, gross thing to watch people do. That's kind of entertaining. The shot angles were good. Like even seeing what people painted on the eggs was kind of cute and funny. Like I felt like the scene would have been absolutely fine without her. Yeah. You also see Stacy downing a peep teeny. And is this the first time we've seen her lower third that says Stacy Burke? Has I saw that in your notes. I don't know because I'm not good at paying attention to that stuff usually, but it could be. Did they lower third her in Lodi? I don't think so. Which is weird because they focus in on her a lot on Lodi, but she gets no lower third until now. No, because she was just a scandalous girl at that time, I think. Oh, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I don't think they did. That's because so I think that we thought that that was the first time we were going to see her lower third. Mm-hmm. And I think we had her on the show around that mm-hmm. time because we thought she was lower third. But then she wasn't. But we yeah. were like, we still want to have her on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need to have a Stacy return, by the way. She's we so should. <laughs> yeah. So Kendra shows you the eggs she's making and they cut to you and try to make it look like you're really unimpressed, like you're sneering at her. But it's an obvious fake edit. Like, I think anybody could see that. And in fact, the way like if you know how the dining room is situated, the way you're looking, it's more like you're looking toward me or the small table. Like you're not even looking to where Kendra was sitting. Oh, I didn't even notice that yeah. I did that. And I love the background music they're playing for. It's that fake rap that she hated. That's oh, like, up to no good. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I I just feel like it's weird, too, because she acts like this is such torture. Like, is it so bad? Like, what if you had to go to work and they said what you have to do today is we're painting eggs. We're blowing these out and painting eggs. Would you just be like freaking out over it? And like, I shouldn't have come into work today. I hate this. I'm not doing that. Like, I don't care where you work. Like, what if they said that's what you're doing today? Would you just be like, okay, this is interesting. I'll give this a try. Do you think it's just like a lack of appreciation? Like you and I had been at the mansion so long with no opportunities and just dealing with drama that we're so grateful to get the opportunities. We're going to show up and work. And she just doesn't never have that. Not to say she never had a struggle because I think her years before the mansion were something completely different, but maybe not enough years like working a real job to realize that this is kind of a fun, easy thing to be paid for. (laughs) 
I don't know. It's so hard. It's so hard to think why this is so torture for her. And if you guys are sitting there thinking, well, it's just for the show. She was probably just doing it for the show. It wasn't it was just not. for the show. No, no, the show wanted was. her to be down there participating. And they weren't. I mean, I know you could say that, well, this is drama. Well, it did turn into like some drama for the show, but it was not like for the show that she was acting this way. Yeah, no way. It does end up cute. Like the way the scene wraps up is cute. Like she ends up having a good time. She makes a pumpkin egg for you. Yeah. So that's really cute. And then I thought I was really on to somebody when I said somebody needs to do the deviled egg. Like I really yeah. thought I was on to something cool. <laughs> you know what else I saw? earlier in this episode i think it's when you're setting up the easter party on the dessert table in the background it looks like there's a tray of deviled eggs but they're like different colored like they're dyed really oh yeah yeah like the yolks are like purple and pink and blue and i'm like those look so good right now (laughs) and uh, it's funny i don't even love i don't hate them like i'll eat one but i don't even i don't love deviled eggs really they're my favorite like thanksgiving they were passing out the deviled egg hors d'oeuvres and i swear i ate all of them yeah, it shows me gulping down the last of a martini. Oh, so it actually shows Stacy gulping down yes, martinis and it makes that gross it. gulping noises. I know, they don't need to do that. And it does show me drinking one too, but I did drink one, but you can see that I have like a Diet Dr. Pepper sitting mm. next to me, which is my main thing yeah. that I'm drinking that night. Are they starting to make you look drunk yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> is so funny. They totally. I like skipped over it because we even t- we already talked about it. But yeah, we're already into me being look like I'm sh- three sheets to the wind. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but you know what? Even if I was, so what? No, like we're at home. Great. We're like having like a. I think you it know funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then they sh- show close ups of some of the eggs we did, which I love that they do that. And I love some of the eggs, like the cocoa one I made of cocoa the monkey was cute, and the Jesus egg was a highlight. That was a good one. The reason for the season. Yeah. So so then, um, but then after this, Kendra starts getting into it mm-hmm. and she starts like finding her groove, which once she does, like she does get into things sometimes and then suddenly it's fun. Yeah. Like she makes a football egg mm-hmm. and I thought it actually turned out really cute. Yeah. And like, and then she does a jack-o'-lantern egg. I thought that one turned out yeah. really cute too. And she did that one for me, which I think is nice. And then you talk about how the Jesus egg was the, the most popular egg of the night and he looked really hot. It was. People thought the Jesus egg was hot. Holly, have you done all your holiday shopping yet? This year's been a little hectic, so I'm not as on top of it as I usually am, but I'm finishing up. I have a feeling I'll be getting some good stuff from Quince, though. I just wore my favorite black cashmere sweater to my pre-birthday luncheon today, and I got so many compliments on it. Well, as everyone knows, I love gift giving, but it can really add up. That's why this holiday season, I'm shopping Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including me. Quince offers a range of high-quality items with prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, cotton sweaters, and comfy pants. I think I told you guys about how I got these really comfy um, like sweats and then the shorts of the same sweats too. Like They're so soft and so comfortable, but I also got socks, and I know that might sound silly, but socks are like the right kind of socks are so important, and these are so comfortable and so soft and I'm loving them. Get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash next level for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash next level to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash next level. All right. The next scene, of course, the rooster crowing. 
we, yes. that's how we know it's morning at the mansion. Although I don't think we have a rooster, but I do say in commentary that a neighbor has a rooster that I hear it in the mornings. Oh, that makes sense. That might be where they got the noise from. Yeah. And they show that there's people out hiding the eggs. And like I said, I talked to Brian about this and he said they or, they hired like a whole bunch of extra butlers to come and help with Easter, oh, wow. hiding the eggs, prepping the baskets. He said the baskets were like an ordeal, like it was wow. a lot of work and that any butler would come in, like people would come in on their days off to mm-hmm. try and help um, do it. He would come in on his days off. Off, but everyone would just like chip in and like put it like putting those baskets together. Damn. It was an undertaking because so, they do over like they do like 200 baskets. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. So this scene is very infamous. It's the infamous dogatonic. Oh, the scene, the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. Where did you pick out the outfit? Had she ever worn an outfit before? So she's obviously not into even bows in her hair, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'd ever put her in an actual outfit before. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think I had. And I found this bunny costume. It was so cute. And I'm like, she has to, she has to wear this. And so I put her in it. I'm like, and she's not cooperating at all all and um and it's funny i look at her and i'm like winnie you're gonna be the easter bunny today and it has the record scratching yeah. it has her like kind of run <laughs> like, what? Like, nope nope and then it shows gizmo looking all like smug and watching this whole thing unfold <laughs> and she's laying there like a little baby like it really felt like i was dressing a baby mm-hmm. like she just laid over and like got all limp and i'm putting her in the costume and like buttoning it up and stuff and i set her up and she just kind of like plops down and you guys this scene was so hard to film because the cameraman and I were laughing so hard. And the producer, I mean, we were in tears. Like I could barely get words out. The cameraman could barely hold the the, um, thing (laughs) still because we were dying laughing. It was so funny. And I get her in the outfit and I stand her up and I tell her how pretty she is. And then she just sits there and the heart monitor thing starts going boop, boop, boop. (laughs) As she's slowly, slowly, so slowly, slumping but she she, melts she totally melts she's 100% melting and we were dying watching her I mean we were laughing so hard she looks so cute and to me she doesn't even look like a dog in this scene she's like a creature of some sort that like hasn't been identified yet she's like part dog part sea creature (laughs) part like I don't know what she's so flipping cute they they put the flat line music going on it's like What do you think it was? I know I'm anthropomorphizing here, but do you think it was panic? Do you think she's protesting? Was she too hot? Did she just not know what to do? It was 100% protesting. 100% protesting. Because she's not panicked. Otherwise, you know, she would be like panting and like doing things like that an anxious dog would do. And she's she's not too hot because, again, she would be panting. Mm -hmm. And and I barely had it on her. I mean, she was acting this way the second I like slipped (laughs) it over her paw. So she's I do think she would have gotten too hot in it, but she's not too hot at this time. Um, And plus, I wasn't going to keep it on her all day. I just kind of wanted to 
go down and like show her off at the Easter yeah. Bunny's here and like yeah. take pictures and stuff. But the other thing is like, not only does she do that, she will, she refuses to walk and things. Like we even uh-huh. saw it earlier in the birthday thing, just that little handkerchief yeah. thing around her neck. She's like, nope, I'm not walking. There's something on me. Yeah. <laughs> get it off. <laughs> but this scene, still to this day, I get comments from people saying that this was the best scene in all of Girls Next Door. It really is so <laughs> funny. Like no matter how many times I see it, there's just something so inexplicable about it. <laughs> And you're like still try- like what is happening? <laughs> she went dog atonic. She's dog atonic. Yeah, when they asked me about it, they're like, Geez, "Did she go like catatonic?" And I was like, "She didn't go catatonic. She went dog atonic." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I go come on, Winnie, let's go, let's go show it off. And I try to get her to move, and there's no response. <laughs> like when I tap her and like come on, and she doesn't even move at all. Like yeah. she's just dead weight. I mean, we were just losing it in there. It was hard 100%. to get the scene. And even afterwards, we're watching. Out and the camera guy goes. I almost couldn't get the scene. I almost had to shut, like, put the camera down. So I was laughing funny. so hard. Oh my god! I miss her. Aww. Well, she lives on. I know she does. We're I'm so glad to have footage. this. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So then the next scene, all the cars are arriving. It's the mansion for Easter. You know what I heard when I was like had this scene on and was making notes. I was looking down at my notes, and like you said, it's Easter. Everybody's arriving. Yeah, and I hear Hef go hello darling and I knew it was going to be an ex-girlfriend and I'm so glad we have this moment on camera because we were just talking about how we always would have this big greeting for all the ex-girlfriends yeah and I knew just hearing him say that in the tone of voice I knew it was going to be an ex-girlfriend and I look up and sure enough it's Tina Jordan running into his arms yes and it shows um, Sandra arriving. Yeah, we see Sandra Theodore, who was a 70s playmate, and also Vicky McCarty, who was a 70s playmate. And I'm mentioning these names because they'll be relevant in upcoming podcast episodes. Uh, Corey Feldman arrives. <laughs> John Lovett. Uh, James Kahn. And then a bunch of current playmates. They show Hef taking a picture with all of us, but there's no Kendra. But you know who the most surprising guest is? Who? Wednesday actually made it out oh. in the bunny costume. Like I was, even though, even though obviously I've seen this years ago, like watching it back, I was shocked. I'm like, oh, she actually made it down and she's standing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I walked under the tent, which mm-hmm. meant she either has to sit there by herself, like stand there by herself and not move with all these people around, or she has to come running over to me. Yeah. It was like one of those coaxing things. I was like, come on, come on, you can do it. And I love it because when she tries to shake it off, they do the Scooby-Doo noise. I know, I love that <laughs> noise too. Yeah, and you're cheering her on. Mm-hmm. Like when she's walking, we're all cheering her. And then the next scene, you and I are saying hello to some people. It's actually Devin DeVasquez and her husband. Oh, yeah. And um, they're taking a family photo. And the photographer tries to get us to go to move in and take a picture with them. And you're like, no, no, it's a family portrait. Like, yeah. I don't want to like, but I just think it's it's an interesting note because like you're trying, like that's a family. Yeah. Like, they need that picture. Mm-hmm. I'm not a family. Yeah. We're, we're not a family over here kind of thing. I feel like the show is showing that on purpose, you know? Yeah. And they show me kind of walking around on my own. Yeah going over to say hi to Coco. And it's a very, like, I'm always on here complaining about how not real the show is. But this is a very real moment. This very captures very well how I felt at the Easter party. And I remember at that time, I made like a homemade like juice popsicle for Coco and I took it out to her. And for some reason, they don't show her eating the popsicle. And I was bummed because it was really cute. Yeah. I don't know if they thought maybe it was like something I shouldn't have been giving her, which it wasn't. It was like pure fruit. But maybe they thought, oh, we don't want, PETA calling or 
Yeah. I don't know what the logic is. Yeah. Sometimes I don't understand why they don't put certain things in and use other things. My dress I'm wearing is a replica of a Marilyn Monroe dress that I had trashy lingerie made. Awesome. I thought about wearing it for the podcast today, but I don't think I could fit in it. Like, I don't even think it would zip up around my rib cage these days. I think I was just wearing like a country, like kind of flowery, like spaghetti strap dress and like my Playboy cowboy boots, which Mm -hmm. I love those cowboy boots so much. I'm not even like somebody who wears like cowboy boots a lot, but I love those boots. No, there's nothing about me that's like cowboy Western style, but I do have a pair of cowboy boots I love. There's something about, there's always like a right occasion. Yeah. Like maybe when I'm like, on a road trip to Utah or something. Yes, I feel they're the, very road trippy. Yeah, you need the cowboy boot. I felt like they were cute at this Easter thing. Mm-hmm. I really liked them for this. Um, Yeah, going to Saddle Ranch. I can yeah, use some boots. Sure. Like, there are some things. Like, every girl should at least have one cute pair they love. Yeah. And when you finally see Kendra make an appearance at Easter, she's wearing her OG Easter dress, the one we got her, like, two years prior. Yeah, but before that, before she comes down and makes an appearance, Mary stops me in the show and says, have you seen Kendra yet? So she's if Mary is coming to me asking me that Kendra is not just running late, you guys, she's very late. Yeah, very late. And then she finally comes down and she's at the bar and she's telling you that she drank Red Bull last night, her and Monica, and they were up dancing all night long. And then Hef walks up and she's she finishes telling her story to Hef why she's late to Easter and Hef just nods his head nods his head but he looks like he's not buying it I feel like you finally see Hef being a little bit irritated I think he's finally kind of over the novelty and if this had been years prior where he was constantly adding more and more to the seven girlfriend lineup she'd be middle of the pack at this point and like halfway on her way out you know except for the show and it shows me talking to people and them talking about how cute Winnie is in her bunny costume. So it's kind of me being a mother to Winnie. Yeah. I do like what Mary said in back to Kendra when she said, oh, Mary, I want a kid. I want a kid right now. Mary looks at her like she was like the, an alien and yeah. says, you want a child right now? <laughs> yeah, because that's not, it's so out of character. It's nothing yeah. she would have ever said. Yeah, I think everybody was thinking... What is she talking about? And then Hef is hugging you and he says, happy days. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So what are your closing thoughts on Easter at the mansion? Like we were there for two more Easter's after this. Do you remember anything about those Easter's? Did we film those Easter's? I don't think we did. You know what? They're uneventful to me. Like, I don't have any. Cl- I know. Um, I think it's the next year. OK, I do have a little bit of a memory. I think it's the next year. My parents come. Uh-huh. So I have family there. So that yeah. makes it better and everything. And I I do remember that we take a picture because somebody's been posting this picture going, how did this happen? It's a picture with the. Um, oh, the Sprouse twins. Yes. Cole and Dylan Sprouse. So yeah. we have to explain that. Yeah. The way this happened is our buddy Rich Carell, who did the Halloween haunted house at the mansion, was a director at Disney Channel. He did Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So he brought the Sprouse twins, or uh, I don't know, maybe their parents came too. I don't remember. So there's a picture of like us standing with Hef and the Sprouse twins when they're like little kids. And it just looks like the most random picture on the internet. Yeah. And people like, I see it going around and people are like, I'm mind blown. Like who, how, what, how how did this happen? How did this ever happen? What is this? And I remember I had Carol of the bird in front of one of them and he laughed and goes, that bird looks like Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I do remember that. And that's also when the um, we were talking about this with Marston. I was uh, after the Easter egg hunt is over and almost everybody goes home. There still is later that night buffet dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a downtime in between. And so I was sitting out by the pool bar with my parents and we were just talking and hanging out. And the kids came and I thought mm-hmm. it was like Marston and Cooper and whoever else. There was like a small group of kids and they got in the pool and they were swimming and they went to go swim underneath the waterfall into the grotto and they came out like swimming out like but running swimming you know how you do that yeah. like, and they were like totally grossed out and freaked out by something and I was like what's happening what's going on and they're like there's people having sex in the grotto and I'm like what so and then um somebody I will I'll tell you after comes yeah. out and he's like buttoning up his pants and he's looking paranoid and freaked out and he looks at us and he's like and he said something about like where'd the kids go and oh I'm like God. I'm like I don't know they went running off and then they went into the bathhouse in like one of the showers and I guess they were having sex in one of the showers in there because there's a glass wall <laughs> and then the kids went and snuck back in oh there and were like sp- spying on them. That is so funny. Oh Totally my funny. And I just remember all this commotion going on. My parents were like, what's going on? That was an eventful Easter. Yeah. And then I remember going back for Easter with Nick one time. And, and what was that like? Um... Just like... Was that the year Kendra and Hank went? Yeah, they were there too. And it was just regular. Did Kendra tell you at one point that she didn't love going up to the mansion after we left because she didn't feel welcome? That does sound familiar. It does sound familiar because... You told me that, so I don't know. Yeah, because there was a different vibe. I feel like it was just different for us when we went back up. Like, I feel like there were people that weren't nice and welcoming to us up there. Yeah. And I felt that people felt very threatened by us up there. And it, and it you could feel it, mm-hmm. like unwelcomeness. And it wasn't Hef. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But I do remember going home that day. This is why it's so memorable for me. I remember going home one day that after that, and it had to be 2009. And I remember I was sitting on the floor doing something. I feel like I was like wrapping a present or something. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing exactly. And all of a sudden, we had like a pretty decent sized earthquake. Oh, wow. It was it was on Easter. And I remember it made such a loud noise. And when earthquakes make a uh-huh. noise, That's it really scary. freaks me out. But yeah. there was this loud like, and I was like, but what was the noise? And Nick's like, it's an earthquake. They make noises. And I was like, not always, though. That was yeah. like a loud noise. Whoa. Yeah. Like the earth said something. I don't know what it, I didn't hear it. That's so scary. <laughs> so best and worst. Best and worst. Okay, well, I think best is just all the visuals. Like, I love how cute the animals are in this episode. I love my bright pink dress. I love my Easter dress. I love my blowout. I love you in the bunny costume. I love that shot of Stacy downing the peep. Everything's just so colorful Mm -hmm. and so many cute animals. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite. I think my least favorite, it's not so much anything that happens in the episode. It's just the legacy of the episode and how everybody, not everybody, but like the handful of haters uses dog birthday party as like the example of like the worst of the show and everything that's wrong with the show. And it's ironic because I don't think fans feel that way at all. And this out of all the season one, season two episodes we've watched so far, this is my favorite episode so far. Yeah. This and Ghost Busted so far are my favorite episodes. Well, I would say worse for me is Kendra not being supportive because as we talked about in the first half, we're very supportive of the things she does Mm -hmm. and we try to make everything fun for her. So it's sort of an extra slap in the face when you try and go out of your way to make sure somebody feels welcome and has stuff that they 
can make it their own and they still don't want to participate and still don't, you know, see that. Yeah. And then if that were on its own, okay. But then the show's on her side. So they have to shoehorn her into every scene. Mm -hmm. And you just feel like, why am I even here? You know? Yeah. And then obviously all the hate that's been generated for this episode. (laughs) I feel like it's totally unwarranted. And I mean, if you're not into dog birthday parties, good for you. Yeah. And if you are great, yeah, like whatever, like who cares, but to make this big of a deal about it and for people to still be consistently saying, Oh, dog birthday parties and acting like they're so like superior to doing something like that. I just feel like, you know, give me a break. But my best part is obviously seeing Winnie healthy and happy mm-hmm. and that dog a tonic. Like, oh my God, is so funny. Just like so much fun. Um, I think this this whole episode is sweet and has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody to be like they hate it is like beyond me. Um, and I'm going to go out and say this is my favorite episode. It is. It's so good. Is it your favorite of the whole thing? So far. So far for what we've been through. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think me too. Like this and Ghost Busted is probably second. But those are the two out of the ones we've watched so far that I'm like, I really solidly like those shows. <laughs> yeah. I really like this one. I like the look of it. I like the colors of it. And mm-hmm. I, I just... I think it's cute, the doggy birthday party. I think it's fun blowing out the eggs. I, I mean, I also maybe am biased because it's heavy a Bridget episode. Like it's heavy me. Yeah, but it's it's good. I mean, I like I like it. It's not a me episode. I know, but I'm just saying yeah. maybe I'm biased because it is a me episode. <laughs> and I think it's interesting too because it's the one episode that really captures the Easter party at the mansion and really documents that and what that's all about and yeah. everything. Yeah. So we will be taking two weeks off for the holidays. We'll be back January 8th. Uh, we will be on our Patreon, though, posting new Slumber Party podcast episodes every week. So you can check us out there at patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel. Yeah, if you and miss us, look there. Oh, and don't forget our merch. We have our merch at girlsnextlevel.shop. Yeah. For all your holiday needs. And we will see you guys in 2024. Whoa, that's so weird. I know. That it sounds is so crazy. weird. It sounds so futuristic. So yeah. we'll see you then, guys. Yeah, Bye. happy holidays and happy new year. Happy holidays. Bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 